Hello, everybody. This is Rail Splitters on the Mic. I'm Rusty Peace, and I'm glad to have you with us here today as we talk with Robert Spain, LMU's newest addition to the men's soccer program. Coach Spain, first of all, it's been some time since you arrived here on campus as, as our new head coach, but I'd like to welcome you and ask you how the uh, transition has been for you. Thanks, Rusty. It's been crazy. My wife and I had a baby during this time as well. So move in, new program, new addition to our family, getting to know everything here. It's all been crazy, but a lot of fun. So in moving to this program and taking over the helm of a Division II program that has been to the national tournament before, that has had national prominence, that has had a coach that was one of the longest tenured coaches here, how has that transition been for you? Has it been difficult? Yeah, it's been difficult just from the fact of obviously there's been success here and there's a lot of pride here and that's great. And I've tried to learn from that and and kind of grasp onto that. But at the same time, I wasn't coming from a college program. So just getting used to the the compliance and the recruiting and, and all of those different things. Obviously, college soccer, it's a big deal where we don't train every day where the pros do. Um, so just things like that has been difficult. But I think there's a big foundation here that you can build on. There are people that are going to get excited again. Again, there already have been people that have gotten excited and we can use that momentum that the previous coaching staffs and players have been able to to find and then and we can to build off that going forward you know when you're talking about compliance I mean obviously that that's a vital part of the mix that a coach has to deal with in terms of bringing players in I mean if they're not eligible whether through the NCAA clearinghouse or if they've not taken enough hours in certain courses and so forth they, they don't qualify so compliance is vital but before you can even do that you got to locate those players, those kind of guys that you feel are the right fit for this system that are going to take this program in the direction you want to take them. Yep. So with your contacts on the club level in Ohio, Tennessee, I know you said been down in Alabama, you've been kind of all over West Virginia. How has that gone? Have you gone nationwide or even worldwide for your recruits? Yeah, absolutely. I think obviously, I think the first thing is that we were limited by time with us coming in January. Uh, my assistant, first assistant Dan didn't come until February. A lot of the, the players in America had, had committed to that point. And so we were really turning over every single rock we possibly could for this class, but also getting a head start on the 2020s. The international game is is a little later as far as when they commit, and they have a lot of organizations that help college programs like this and the Division Ones find these guys and help match them up based on the academics and all these things. So yeah, I mean, we we were everywhere in the last you know three, four, five months. At the same time, we were talking to anybody and everybody, watching as much film as we can, trying to figure out the best players that fit what we want. And I think I think we found some very, very good players that are going to help us, but also guys that we can build a program with, which is exciting. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Right now, I want to kind of put it in reverse a little bit and go back. If there's a positive for you coming in, in addition to those many difficult things that you got to get acclimated to, I mean, you've got to talk about the, the guys returning because I know that the I don't want to say that the shelves are stocked with 100 <laughs> percent national championship right. quality players, but they were pretty well stocked. Yeah, I mean, the funny part is that they were really good players last year, and you watch them, they only lost four games. And you watch the games, in which I was able to watch, and a lot of those players that were on the field that were impacting the games are gone. A lot of them have either transferred or graduated. We do have players coming back that I really believe in and that we were able to work with in the spring and, and find out quite a bit about. So I'm definitely excited about the guys coming back. It is definitely going to be a different feel just based on the personnel. And we have more new players than we 
do returners. I think it's just a, a natural transition and part of the transition. But yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be um, kind of a new chapter. It's a very different way of playing what we're doing. It does take time to learn and acclimate to it. And we're asking players to play in different roles than they played last year, and they're getting used to that as well. So all of those pieces with new players coming in that they're new to college soccer or they're new to Division Two or whatever it may be, there's going to be a lot of new, which we are <laughs> we are open to taking those lumps quickly and learning from them so we can get better. With, having said that, I've got to ask you, I mean, this is a program that has predominantly played possession-style soccer for a yeah. long time. In, the, in recent years, it's almost been a hybrid as opposed to the, the direct style of soccer that the European game is. What's your style? So our, a lot of people ask that, and it's not like the easiest thing to talk about. It's usually one of those things that you get like salt shakers and different things on the table and you show people. Um, and that's the fun part about our game is it is very open-ended. Everybody views the game in a different way. But I'm I'm a big believer in a, in a positional model game. So a lot of people call it like, you know, positional play or, or um, you know, the Spanish have a different way of calling it. But it's essentially trying to create overloads and then exploit how the defending team or how the opposing team defends you. And they can choose how how they want to do it, but then we have to read it collectively and make our decisions to create chances. And the best part about that is it's not relying on individual players. We're relying on the collective structure, which is then you can replicate throughout the season and you should be getting better throughout the season. And from year to year, we should be getting better. It'll be difficult at first. And we saw that in the spring that there were moments where we were amazing and just running D1 teams. But then there were other moments where it's like, this is not good enough and and we're struggling. And it's because we're thinking you're, you're thinking very slowly as you're learning. So it's kind of, uh, it's fun. It's going to get there. We have the players. It's just, we just need time. Shy of a guy like Craig Rasmussen, maybe Jonas Holdeman back in the early days of soccer here at Lincoln Memorial in the late 80s, maybe a Spencer Smith. I mean, you've probably got it as difficult as any coach that we've had as the head coach of the soccer program in quite some time, because not only is this, are you a freshman coach in, on the collegiate level, you're, you're having to recruit, you're having to learn compliance, you're having to build this team and keep those same guys bought into the system that you're mm-hmm. bringing to the table. So that, all of that combined is, is a very difficult task to, to present somebody. Yeah, I mean, I obviously believe in myself, and I think the guys that we have coming back caught onto that very quickly. Uh, I'm not arrogant; I don't have an ego, and I think the guys understand that. But they know that I haven't been a, a big time head coach before. Of course, I've, I've had a, a year of Division Three experience with that. But uh, if that relates here, I'll, I'll be shocked. Um, as far as the soccer side, just the managing people and all those things, that obviously relates. But then I was at the D1 level and then the pro level and those types of things. Guys want to get to those levels. They want to compete against those types of teams and see themselves as, as the players that they see on TV. And I think that if we approach it from that standpoint and we want to try to help the players get better, we want them to develop, we want the team to develop, we want to win, and we want to maintain success. I think that's what we're all trying to get to. It's a lot easier to buy in and, and follow the model. And if you don't, it's, it's very clear. So I think the guys enjoy that. I think the feedback from the spring has been great. I think they're all excited to come in. And then the new guys coming in have, have bought into the right thing. And they've all been talking to each other for the last you know three, four months. So it's exciting going into the fall. So before we get into uh, preseason practice, which is literally around the corner, I mean, just uh, the corner. a week yep. or so away, yep. if that. I got to switch gears again and, and drop back a little bit and talk to you about coming to Harrogate, Tennessee. I mean, yep. it's not your typical college town <laughs> uh, for you. And, and we've had conversations prior to this interview. 
You've talked about living in Ohio, living in, in West Tennessee or in, around the Nashville area, in Alabama, your wife being from Pittsburgh. You've lived, I think, in maybe in West Virginia. Yeah, uh, went to school in West Virginia. So, so, I mean, for you, coming to a rural community is not really that big a deal. But maybe some of the guys that you're trying to sell LMU on that are coming in here, it's going to be kind of a culture shock for them. We try to face that straight up. We don't we don't try to hide it and make it seem like, you know, we're right outside of Knoxville or anything like that. Like, you know, this is a different environment and we make that very clear to the guys and the way that we tell them is you come here to focus on two things and your school and your football or soccer or whatever, however we're translating to right, whoever right. we're talking to. And that's the most exciting thing. And that's literally what I came here for. And it's what my wife signed on to come here for. So if we have all the guys that are in that that same mentality and we're all together, I think this can really can be a special place in college soccer because we don't have the distractions. We don't have the, you know, the big party scene. We don't have the big town where you can go out to all these different clubs and all these things. Like if you want to go to those things, you have to try really hard, which you just don't have it in Harrogate or Middlesbrough or Tazewell. So I, I look at it as positive and the guys that want the the serenity, the calm, the mountains, and they want to focus on their hard work and, and see something for it. This is the perfect spot. Okay, I'm on the outside looking in. We're doing this interview on the last day of July 2019. August is tomorrow, which means practice for you and your your squad starts in just a few days. On the outside looking in, what can I expect as a player in the first few days for preseason practice? Well, I think the easiest thing to do is day three, we're going to go play a D1 team on the road who's capable of beating anybody in the country. Three days in. Three days in. Thrown into the fire. Throw them into the fire. And you know, I know Jason really well, Jason O'Keefe at App State. And he was looking for the same type of challenge for his team that we want to see who we're, we've got. We want to see what we're capable of. So let's go try to play a good team. And he knew that we were going to be that kind of challenge. And same for us. You know, it's not fun when you're training six, seven, eight days and you don't have a game and you just play against each other. So for us, like first couple of days, we're going to have a lot of moments really just to evaluate the players, see who gels with each other, see how they pick up on the different principles that we're trying to teach. But ultimately, it's, it's going to be a lot of playing because we need to prepare for that game. And then we're going to play that game and then have really our preseason start from there where we have, you know, nine, 10 days to really prepare for the next game. So that'll be a really fun challenge to kind of have a game the third day on the road. We're missing all the video shoots and photo shoots and stuff. So it'll be fun. Concerns for preseason? In which way? Uh, Just the things that your, your squad adjusts to and how quickly they do it. I mean, the biggest concern is time. I mean, I believe in the players we have, every single player that is on the roster, I do believe that we can put them in in a game at any point in the season and we believe in them. We know we can trust them. It's just a matter of where they're going to fit best and who fits together. The structure won't change. We're going to change our personnel slightly based on the opponent and based on what we're doing, what we need to to execute slightly better. Just time. It's going to take time for our guys to learn. And and we're trying to manage that on the front end as best as we can, where we give them a lot of information, but not too much. It's It's a very difficult balance to find so quick where we have five, six days to work with them and then they have school and then we start playing games. It, it starts coming quickly. So I think time is the biggest concern that we've got. A lot of things for your, your guys to get adjusted to as, as soon as they come on to the campus. All right. So for, uh, very quickly for, for the fans out there, for the people who are interested and are just standing there waiting on LMU soccer to get cranked up for 19, if you will touch on a few of your uh, top returners and some of your key new players that are going to be coming into the lineup. You're throwing me in there, man. I don't want to leave anybody out. So. Well, it happens. Yeah. So don't worry. I know. I feel like uh, one of those people accepting like an Oscar and you, <laughs> you know, you're going to, you're going to thank all these people and forget people. But I think 
For the returners, I think everybody that we play against is going to circle Allen, uh, Allen Brandau. He's a ridiculous player. And I, and I mean that in, in all sincerity and all, all positivity. He is so good. I wish we could clone him. Uh, honestly, like we've debated all spring. Do we, do we play him centrally for us? Do we play him as a left-sided center back? He's an all-regional player. He, he's definitely going to have pro opportunities after this. He's, he's insane. And he's, the thing about him is that he's not just a good player. He's a great person. Every single guy gravitates towards him. He's professional in the way that he approaches it. And he's a guy that you want around as much as you possibly can. So he's going to be the, the guy that everybody looks at is like, is he the star? Can he carry the team? And, and I don't think he needs that pressure. I don't think he is that kind of guy. And he doesn't want the spotlight. He just wants to play. So he's a guy that I would love for everybody to, to be like. We have a lot of other returners. I think Wesley uh, Silva is going to be a very good player for us. Same thing is going into senior year. I think he's got a lot to prove. He's taken really well to what we've brought in and implemented. He's a, he's a very, very clean player in the attacking third. And I think he, he hasn't shown that yet, that he can create and score and finish in the box. And then a, I would say a, a, a sophomore that we're going to lean on quite a bit is Danilo Seglio. He's played a lot this summer for a very high-level team in, in USL League Two. He's a player that is, quite honestly, a, a, a top D1 caliber player. And I would be very shocked if he doesn't have you know, pro opportunities after this. I mean, we're definitely going to be pushing him onto that level for sure. But he's a versatile player as well. He can, he can play up top and you score goals for us. He can come down between lines and, and, um, and help us you know, break down an opponent in that way. So those would be the top three returners right now. But like I said, I'm leaving, I'm leaving out a handful of guys that, that we like everything that we saw in the spring and we know that they can contribute this fall. Well, no doubt you you touched on some of the major players there. I remember uh, not even a year ago, Alan Brandow was our player of the match numerous times. Oh, yeah. A very hard-nosed player, and having seen LMU soccer since literally its birth stages, I can tell you that teams that uh, everybody uh, compares every year's team to would be the the teams of 06, 07. Yep. Uh, he would have definitely pushed for a starting position on that team or those teams that each went to the Final Four. So very hard-nosed player that is a quality addition and returner for this team. So now to the new guys. I know that you've been scouring the, the recruiting ranks, <laughs> and you were telling me about some guys the other day coming in, maybe Division One transfer here and there, and, and yep. some guys that, that were getting a lot of Division One looks and so forth. I think uh, same. I mean, obviously, I'm going to leave out handfuls of guys and that's the way it is. And I think we're excited about every single one of them. And that's the fun part is none of these guys are just like thrown in because it's late. Like every single one of them we individually picked and we think that uh, can bring something to the table. But if you're putting my, my feet to the fire and I have to answer the question, I'm, I'm going to go with Curtis Orson is going to be a, a very good player for us. He will have three years for us. He's a D1 transfer picked us over an ACC program. So he was a, a D1 transfer that probably should have gone up from a mid-major to high-major, you know, ACC level program. But his background has it all. I mean, he's a ridiculous MLS Academy player. He's one of the very first players in the country to, to leave his family at, at teenage years and go live with a host family and played wow. for the Philadelphia Union Academy. And all of the guys that he lived with are now pros playing for the first team still as teenagers and playing in the U20 World Cup. And you know, he's a youth national team kid and he's just, he's ridiculously good, but he's so humble. He's quiet. You honestly, when he came on his visit, he met Alan and some of our other guys and, and they kind of just looked at me like, this kid is that good? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he's just quiet. He's like a silent assassin. So I've known him for the last three, four years and we have a really good relationship with, with him and his family. And I think that he's going to come in right away, understand what we want to do and, and be able to, to fit in with the returners, which is great. 
And we have other guys as well. I mean, I could run run down the list, but I'm really excited to see Casimir Lauber. He's a German kid, youth national team kid from Germany, which is saying something. Picked us over multiple D1 schools. And I think a lot of it has to do with we we showed him the way we want to play and how he fits. And I think that he sees that it's a little different than college soccer. It typically is a more transitional game, I guess. And for us, it, it fits him. So I think we were lucky in that regard that we're able to clearly explain to him how we're going to play and how we're going to train and how that's going to help him. So we're excited for him. You mentioned last year's team had only four losses, and I think that's a testament to the strength of the South Atlantic Conference. I mean, uh, when you only lose four matches and you don't win the league, you don't win the conference tournament title, I mean, that is a strong league. And, uh, you know, we've seen teams like Wingate University win the national championship in recent years. So a lot of South Atlantic Conference teams are not only going deep into the regional tournaments, they're going on into the Elite A or super regionals, if you will, and then even into the Final Four national championship level. Oh, yeah. And, and we're only getting stronger in 2020. Yeah, we have another addition coming in that's one of those regional powers. It's, you know, that was one of the biggest things that attracted me to come here is that I saw a sleeping giant in a conference that is really deep. And it, it, it's not a, a conference that has a team that wins it every single year, like other conferences in the country. And you have to knock that guy off. It, there is a lot of parity, uh, which is the upside. The downside is that everybody else is very good. There aren't just these teams that you can just roll over and easy three points. Every single body, every single team, everybody, every week can beat anybody. So that's fun for me. I think that is unique in college soccer uh, at any level. Something that we're going to enjoy the uh, the fall and playing all these teams. How about Robert Spain? I mean, getting pretty excited. Yeah, it's it's weird because the excitement has been there from day one. And now it's kind of we have everything that we possibly could as much prepared as we as we as we could. You know, we're still waiting on little things like gear and things like that to come in just to the silly administrative stuff. The life of a coach, right? Yeah. And, you know, booking the hotels and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, we're excited to get on the field. I think that's the biggest part is that we haven't been on the field for three months, four months with the guys. So having them come back, getting games in, getting training, I think that's going to be the most fun part. Well, we're definitely looking forward to it. I know that you know uh, we typically uh, broadcast all of the home matches through the LMU Sports Network, and you know that's always an event that we look forward to each year to have the rail splitters at home there at the LMU Soccer Complex. I know that the the pitch is looking real nice out there. The grounds crew is doing a nice job of mowing it each week. I'm I'm real particular about my lines too. Yeah. They've got to be straight. I like them straight. Yeah. But you know, it's it, it is a new era. You 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 hit the nail right on the head a minute ago. It's a new chapter. And while there may be some returning role players in this act, all in all, it, it's a, it's going to be a new flavor. And, and I like the idea that I'm hearing about team unity and, and, and winning as a collective as opposed yep. to having those all-stars on the team. Because I think you really, it's, it's hard to get to the national championship relying on one or two guys yep. specifically. So if you've got that multi-headed monster out there, you know, it can Hope definitely so. be <laughs> something so. else. Any, uh, any hopes or wishes prior to the season before we let you go? I mean, I think the biggest thing is that we want our guys to stay healthy. No doubt. <laughs> That's no the doubt. biggest one. We don't have 30, 40 guys to rely on. So we, we like our guys. We want them to stay healthy. And if, if we're able to pick our best 11 players every single week and they can train and work with each other, I think that would be my biggest wish. Coach, good luck this year. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Robert Spain, head coach of the Lincoln Memorial University men's soccer program. They'll be getting cranked up here at home in early September. So do check the LMU Athletics website and their schedule page for the dates of the home matches. And as as I understand it right now, that's 100% 
and totally free to the public. So come on out and support the Lincoln Memorial University men's soccer program. This has been Rail Splitters on the Mic. I'm Rusty Peace. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time right here through the LMU Athletics website.